brand new series of Preview. I'm Joseph Hadfield. And I'm James Knight. And we've been away, we have been away, and uh, as is in Preview style, we haven't done any uh, preview for this new season, but never mind. We start with the first episode and the review of the Bahrain Grand Prix that took place last Sunday. We'll also look ahead to this weekend's Saudi Arabian Grand Prix as the drivers and teams return to the Jeddah Corniche circuit for the second time in, what, two months? Three months? A bit more than that. Well, we shall see if the drivers have learned any mistakes, and with Mazepin not being in the sport anymore, they might have done, as we look ahead to the second Grand Prix of the season. All that to come on the first preview of the new season. But before we do, it's the uh, the trivia question, and uh, basically, um, there was a stat going round, and I've completely forgotten it now, but it's not the end of the world. Um, and what I'm looking for is, um, well, Lewis Hamilton on Sunday, he, uh, he achieved a certain number of points finishers. And I'm looking for how many points finishers Lewis Hamilton has now achieved in Formula One since his debut 14 years ago, uh, 15 years ago now, I should say, in, uh, in Melbourne. Uh, so that is that, and uh, you can think of that, and I'll give uh, the answer at the end of the show. Um, so onwards we go then, we have to start, well, qualifying. And we've been away now for, what, a couple of months? And what we cannot believe is where Ferrari have come from. I think they basically gave up on any sort of development. Um, you'd say probably about a year and a half ago, we kind of realised that um, the Red Bull and Mercedes well, 2022 is the only reason that I think, um, what's he called in teams? Bernotto. Bernotto, Mr. Curly Hair. I think that's the only reason that he's managed to keep his job as he's got 2022. He'll stay there 2022. I promise it'll be good. And for once, Ferrari have actually turned up, gone through testing and smashed it, which they always do in the fantastic up the Winter World Championship. And then normally they turn up with a dog of a car once everyone else has turned the engines up. And then Leclerc puts it on pole position, and you go, hmm, something's not quite right there. No, they exactly. underfueled, they put too much power into their engines like they did a couple of years ago, but no, it seems legal. Fair play for Ireland. And the amazing thing is, Carlos Sainz getting P3. And, and, yet, and we, we looked down at the, the qualifying, at the, the sort of starting grid for, for the race. We've got Leclerc on pole, Verstappen second. Okay, we didn't expect that. Sainz third, Perez fourth. Hamilton fifth, Bottas sixth. Um, obviously, we'll get to the the elephant in the room, or rather the the Magnussen in the room shortly. George Russell obviously down in mind. But well, as we knew what happened at the end of the race, the Red Bull they go from looking like they they're challenging Leclerc and Ferrari for a win, and all of a sudden they decide that their engines don't fancy lasting the whole race and. We think it's a, f- a fuel system or something to do with this new E10 fuel, but well, as you put as you put on on the the talking points, Red Bull's engines, shocking. I think Honda are so glad that they've just left. Yeah. Honda get to leave with a world championship and just ride off into the sunset. Red Bull have been putting so so much money into Red Bull powertrains um, and. They're awful. I think the the one thing that I noticed they were talking about when they were actually uh, they mentioned about Red Bull's kind of recruitment strategy is that they've actually took a lot of Mercedes 
uh, a lot of Mercedes um, employees over the last couple of years have gone straight across to Red Bull powertrains instead of uh, instead of working for Mercedes and thought, oh my God, they've stole all these expertise. What's uh, what's going to happen? You know, they're just going to steal all this information. I now realised and worked out that this is all part of Toyota Wolf's strategy. He's let them have all these people, and then he's gone, stick some actual Red Bull in that engine and let Let's see yeah. it fry. So yeah, well done Toto. I think he's uh, he's acting the mastermind behind this. Can't wait to see it on Drive to Survive Series 25. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously Red Bull had the issue. Ferrari look like they're going to walk it at the moment with, with frankly a dominant performance from Charlotte Leclerc. Obviously the curse is there that whoever wins the first race of the season comes second in the championship. But we, we have to we have to we've obviously we've mentioned. Ferrari, we've mentioned Red Bull, another team that's supposed to be there, McLaren. What the? And this is some, this is a McLaren fan. What has happened to them? I can't believe it. They've worked so hard for the last four or five years to actually bring themselves back into this relevancy in the points and things. You know, tenth place was an achievement for them. Twenty seventeen, and then Lando comes in. Zach Brown is transform the team and you think, you know what, McLaren are back, you know, they're coming up and Lando signs this long-term deal and all of a sudden the car just doesn't work. You just think, Lando, what are you doing? You've just signed a long-term deal at the start of a new complete regulation change and he's ended up at the back. Like, them and Haas have swapped. He's mental. Like, I feel so sorry for them because, you know, I'm like yourself, I'm a McLaren fan, I've always loved them, I grew up watching as was, you know, the, the silver McLaren mm-hmm. flying around the track with dominant cars came here back in 2006 all the way through. And I really hope this is enough mm-hmm. I really hope that it's something, you know, they were, didn't seem to be struggling that much with focusing, but I'm hoping it's something like that, you know. Uh, we've looked at the later, we've just completely messed up the setup. And, you know, in a few, few races time, a couple of upgrades, they might be back, but Certainly Ricardo did not look good. He did not look comfortable at all in that car all weekend. I mean, yeah, and this is this is coming from the number one Ricardo fanboy. Official. Yes. I can un- obviously he had COVID, so he missed the entirety of the test, which is that's three days he's lost. Obviously, it's it's a brand new car, it's completely new regulations. And he was, looking, he was looking good. Barcelona looked fine. And what's happened? No idea. But when they've gone to Bahrain, all of a sudden, something's changed. Now, maybe it's... I know, obviously, they were saying that it's this type of circuit. Obviously, the circuit suits McLaren at Barcelona. doesn't suit the, at Bahrain. So, we'll have to see what happens. But, I mean, the, the comfort is Lando was down there as well. It's not like... It's Ricardo that's having struggles like last year. It's in the sense that the car is not the, uh, the driver. What I will say about that lack of experience through testing, though, is I, I was thinking the same. I was always had an awful time. He's, he's lost three days, and then you look across the pit garages and see Kevin Magnussen rock up on day one and just absolutely smash it. And you go, hang on a minute, what's going on here? That has. What, what is going on there? Because obviously they did the good thing. They booted Mazepin out. They've developed. They've used Mazepin money to develop the car by the looks of things, and then said bye bye to him. 
quite right. No defending whatsoever. They've got Kevin Magnussen back in. Bolts to the top of the timing pages. Qualifies qualifies seventh, for goodness sake, in his first race back since 2020. Only goes and finishes fifth. Fifth, and they score more points in one race than they did in the last two years. He looked up for it as well. From, from the moment he got back, he... I think it was the element of surprise for him. No one saw this coming. No. You know, if it hadn't have been for the awful things that happened over in, in Ukraine, Kevin Magnus would not have been the Formula One car. No. And you could see it just in he's always been quite a kind of churchy guy, he's always enjoyed himself. And but he just had this extra spring in his step and to actually come in and race that well with no winter training for a long yeah. race. His neck held up. There are some very, very and the fact that he actually kept that pace up throughout the weekend is unbelievable to me and I think that's a real testament to his general kind of strength and conditioning because that is something feet to, to get in one of these cars and they are still really good. Yeah. But yeah, Hats have really got it together. They have, as we all know, it's well dominated. Probably one of the worst seasons any Formula 1 team. very clear, you know, 2022 is, was, was the aim. Last year was always going to be a write-off and it's ended up being great. They've got a competitive car. They're going to be fighting some top teams probably, kind of, especially these first few races. We'll see how the development goes. But they've also now got Kevin to act as a bit of a barometer to see just how good Mick actually is. Yeah, there has been some questions raised over because obviously remember what happened in 2020 with the pink Mercedes that was it looks like and Andreas Seidel has been talking to another a couple of team principals I think, I think it's either Alpine no it is Alpine or Alpine as I'm calling them from now on there's there's been talk that because obviously the close relationship that Haas have got with Ferrari obviously supplying power units and what have you if you look obviously the Alpha was a quick car as well the Alfa Romeo Either either the Ferrari power unit is that good, or there's maybe some things that Ferrari are giving the, their customer teams that maybe they shouldn't be. I think that's going to be one for um, for Formula One to sort out. I mean, I'm not. I, I look at a car and go, "That's pretty. That's not. I like that paint color." I don't think Ferrari would be that stupid again. They did this back in 2009 with Spygate. Yeah. Um, you'd hope they learned the lesson because they got hit with a monumental final. They did. Points. I hope not. I really don't. Don't think it would. Um, I think, especially due to the fact that Haas did write off last year, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Gunter Steiner made a bit of a snide comment actually when. Um, they asked him what he thought to the Mercedes lack of side pods and he went yeah that was our uh, that was our first thought but then we realised that didn't actually work back in maybe last June like, alright big guns coming out so yeah maybe Haas are dare I say good well you heard it here first but what we can we can say is good and we've only had one one race so far so we can't read too much into it but that battle between the Plum Verstappen 
even Ricardo, I know this is, this, I'm, I'm clutching at straws here, Ricardo with that move on the team from the 17. Okay, it's not much, it was all we had that, that week. Highlight of the season. Highlight of the season so far, by far. Um, but what we're seeing is, even though these cars are slower, and there's obviously, there are issues in the sense that the Mercedes power units were at the bottom six in the race at one point. Obviously, Hamilton and Russell were struggling at some points, and even Hamilton himself admitted, look, we're going to be fighting teams behind us, not Ferrari and Red Bull. The whole field is spread by, what, one, like two seconds? Obviously, it probably was two seconds if you ignore Haas last year. But all in all, it looks like we're going to have better racing. We're going to have more exciting racing. And probably not the Mardi Arse on number one as well. I agree. Um, I, I think the, the whole speed issue for me is, is, is always been kind of a non-issue in terms of the cars being slower. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be better or, or worse race. I mean, you, you go down to Alton Park on a Saturday and watch a bunch of Mini Coopers flying around the place. It will be some of the best racing you've ever watched. And you've seen that with these cars. You know, they've slowed down a little bit.